I'm Richard Randall. Welcome back to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. We'll be talking with Barb about some of her hot new listings coming up. But right now, Barb, you mentioned that lots of your buyers are having to compete to get their offers accepted with higher than asking prices offers. So cash offers, zero buyer kickback clauses, kickout clauses. Clauses. Jeez, it gets confusing. How does a buyer win a home in this market? You know, at the end of the day, they have to make their best offer. Most homes are are they're facing competition when they make an offer on a home. So if that's the case, then they just have to come in strong and make it their best offer. Uh, there's a lot of techniques that agents use for trying to make a strong offer while still trying to save the buyer a little bit of money. It's kind of interesting. Last night, actually, I presented 10 offers on one of my listings to a seller. And the person that we thought was the strongest offer, the pre-qual was 50000 higher than the asking price. They sounded really good. I called the agent. This was surprising to me. I said, hey, this is how much the sellers want. Do you think your buyer's willing to go up $5,000? And he said, oh, no, no, there's some circumstances where I don't think they can do that. Definitely not. And I said, well, the the offer is here. Your prequal is $50,000 higher. They can't afford another $5,000. I mean, might be two or three, maybe five or $10 a month for a $5,000 increase in price. And he said, oh no, they definitely can't do that. So it told me two things. One of, the, one of the things was that the buyer was very sketchy in their quote pre-approval. They have some financial issues. The other thing is I was pretty shocked that the buyer's agent made that decision for the buyer without even talking to the buyer. I, I would have asked the question, hey, this is, this is what the seller wants. You know, we're number one out of the 10 offers. Are you willing to pay? I would have asked the question of the buyer, not make the decision for them. It's not, it's not the agent's decision how much they're going to pay. It's the buyer's decision. Exactly. And I was, I was really shocked that that happened. But I'm like, okay, that tells me a lot. Next, we go on to the next highest offer and did the same thing. And the sellers got the price that they wanted. So here's the thing with this unbelievable rise in market values. I've been selling real estate here in this area for, I don't know how many years, but since like 1996, I believe. And back then it was more of what we call a a normal or balanced market. Typical homes would sit on the market for months before they get a contract uh, it wasn't like the dog pile of buyers for every house. So I've seen the balance market. After the meltdown, I saw the, the market values drop down and the sellers are desperate to get a buyer. And the only homes that were really selling were the discounted bank-owned homes. So I've seen that kind of market. Um, but since probably 2015, we've had a huge increase every single year in market values. 
So just to balance all those years out, for me, a normal balanced market, the typical appreciation that we would see might be 5 to 7% a year. That's a very conservative, you know, sellers are going to have to give up some concessions. They're probably going to have to price in negotiating room because they're not getting full price. That is not the market right now. And it has not been that market here at least since probably 2015. So um, with seeing the market values rise every single year, I know a part of that is the interest rates. Low interest rates mean that the buyer payment-wise can afford more home, which drives the prices up. So that's a great thing that's happening right now. They might rise. I mean, everybody's saying the Fed's going to increase interest rates three times in March, but they're not really talking about mortgage interest rates. They're talking about um, other financial things. So I don't want to misstate that because that's not my area of expertise. It does sometimes trickle down to mortgage interest rates, and it may affect some buying, some buyer's buying power if interest rates tick up. But if you put it in perspective and kind of back off and look back in time, back in the 90s, I think when I first got my license, the interest rate was hovering around 8 or 9%. Do you remember that, Richard? I do. And, and <laughs> gosh, things have changed so much since then in terms of a much lower interest rate. Right. So payment-wise, it's, it's not that bad. Um, and it, it, would, it would be a huge issue if they do raise interest rates a huge amount, like even, even going up a percent or two is, even though that's still a low rate, in my view, looking back on the years that I've been in the business, uh, when the meltdown happened, when when they're, right before the meltdown was happening, it was a huge seller's market. So people were just bidding houses, you know, over asking price and uh, prices were rising really quickly. During that time, the interest rates were 6%. Now they're down around the low threes, okay? So I really think that it's not, if, if the rates go up, it's not going to be, in my view, a huge amount. It might be a percent or so. So if you're thinking of selling, now is a good time. And the reason I say that is that if you're thinking of selling, say, in the next three or four months, it might be a, a better decision to put your house on the market sooner rather than later. Because that way, when a buyer gets a chance to make an offer on your home, once they get a contract, they can lock in that interest rate before it goes up. So if you are, if it is in your plan to sell your house soon, I would not wait until summer just because of that one factor possibly hanging out there. Um, the other thing buyers are having to contend with besides multiple offers is a lot of these big investors, hedge funds, whatever, people with a bazillion dollars what they're doing in this market is they are purchasing buy and hold real estate, meaning they're going to buy it, pay full price cash, and rent it out after they buy it. So there's a whole bunch of investors that are doing that in this market. We're actually connected to some of them. That's, that's partly how we can offer cash offer on your home. And that way you don't have to deal with the whole process of getting your house looking pretty for sale and and you know, going on the market and dealing with a bunch of people coming through your house, um, and you can actually move when you want. So those are fabulous 
transactions, you have to keep in mind that sometimes though you may give up a little bit of equity of the regular retail buyer that might pay more for it. So, but they're still buying in this market. All these big corporate companies are doing it because their analytics, their metrics are indicating that these values are going to continue to rise. So um, <clears throat> housing supply prediction. So we, we saw, I saw a lot of uh, opinions about that. Probably the biggest one that struck me is that the builders are really not quite keeping up with demand uh, ever since the meltdown, they haven't been able to. And the inventory will likely remain low. It's very low now. There's only, as of today, 580 homes on the market, of which 505 are single-family homes. That's in three counties. That's half of what it was just before bro uh, COVID broke out. So what if you need your equity out? before you buy your next home. We've got lots of solutions for you. We could have you buy first and actually pull the equity out of your current home without even having to qualify for both homes. Or there's another, there's other products out there that lenders have where you can buy your next home first. Then when your existing home sells, you take the equity out and you put it down on your existing new loan on your new house without refinancing. It just simply lowers the payment rather than doing the whole re refinance thing where you're going to spend at least $10,000 and you're worried about the rates moving around. So there are those products out there. It's called a recast. And then we've got some other really cool programs. The buy now, sell later option is really neat. You just have to have a decent credit score, 12 months of payments in the bank and intend to sell your home in 90 days. You only have to qualify for one house, not two, and we can make it happen. So there's a lot of solutions out there. If you sell your house first and you need the proceeds to go to your next home, it's still possible to make that happen. I just closed one last week where this really adorable young couple, they have five boys between the ages of six months and six. So it's so fun to go over and visit them. I can't imagine how hard that would be, Richard, to have that kind of crowd in your home. But anyway, they, they were buying their next home right after selling their existing home. And so we were able to pull it off that they got the money from the sale of their house on the same day that they bought another house in another state. So those things can be worked out as well. So that's the kind of classic catch 22 for real estate. And we have guarantees cash offers, all kinds of options for you. So if you're thinking of making a move and you want to find out what to do, what not to do to get your house ready for sale, and also how much you're going to put in your pocket when your home sells, give us a call at 719-301-3900 or go to barbhasthebuyers.com. Richard? We've been talking about all the do's and don'ts when it comes to buying and selling homes. Let's talk about the homes. Lightning around on highlighting your favorite new listings. Well, yes, I have a really cute property. It's an old historic building up in Old Colorado City, up in uh, up in the mountains. It's it's only in the upper sixties. If I were an, a fix and flip investor, I would buy it, but I I don't. I'm scary with the screwdriver, so it's not my thing. Anyway, it's on two lots right there in Cripple Creek. 
So you could actually tear down that old building, which really is not habitable, and put in two properties and either sell each property and probably make at least 500000 or rent it out and keep it and let it go up in value. I have a fantastic buy level coming up in the homestead, very desirable homestead neighborhood, beautiful buy level on a cul-de-sac, nice, big, extra deep, two-car garage, four bedrooms, three baths. This home is going to fly. It is not remodeled, but it's in immaculate, like new condition, priced at $399,999. And then also a fabulous home on 40 acres out on Myers Road, priced in the mid to upper 300s. That will be coming up on the market hopefully next week. And then a spectacular rancher uh, in the northeast part of town that backs to open space. And that one is in the upper 500s, and that will be coming on soon. So if you want to get the latest on all my homes that are coming up on the market, sneak peek coming soon or available for sale, then visit my website, barbhasthebuyers.com, or call us at 719-301-3900. Richard? You've been listening to The Real Estate Voice. It airs every Saturday. If you're thinking of making a move, call Barb at 719-301-3900 or visit barbhasthebuyers.com. And remember, you can see replays of this show on Barb's YouTube channel, Barb Schlinker, S-C-H-L-I-N-K-E-R, or listen to the podcast on all of the popular podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many, many others. Thank you for listening. And to reach out, give Barb a call at 719-301-3900. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, Barb. Thank you. You as well. Talk to you next week.